Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. And today, listeners, I've got Jenny Schmel from, is it South Africa you're in, Jenny? Yes, it's Johannesburg, South Africa. Brilliant. Okay, so quite uh, a long way further south from the UK, but uh, lovely to speak to you. It's lovely to be here. Today, we're going to be talking about um, being able to find the love of your life, regardless of what age you are, because... I know that there are some women out there that think that they're beyond 40 or 50 years old, that, you know, life has passed them by and love isn't going to be available to them. But both Jenny and I know that that's not the case, don't we, Jenny? Because we are women of a certain age. (laughs) I'm happy to say that I'm 60 years old and know that I can attract quite a few um, high value, good quality men to me. And Jenny, you're equally confident in that, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm uh, just. I turned seventy-one in April, and for me, um, why not uh, be able to date, have relationships, and uh, consciously choose um, someone you, that you'd like to be in a relationship with at any age? We are alive, and aliveness is all we need. Absolutely, I can remember actually. My my grandma, she's passed now, but my grandma, she got remarried at the age of seventy-seven you know, and um, had a happy, healthy second marriage on the back of that till she passed away. And uh, I just know, you know, and I have never had any doubt that I would always, regardless of what age, be able to attract, you know, a high quality man in my life if that's what I choose to do. And your granny was a wise woman. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for you then, Jenny, what wise words do you have of women sorry, for women, I should say, around, you know, the the age being a barrier for them in terms of their mindset? Well, I think we can, you know, bust those myths. Uh, The people that uh, I speak to or certainly that I have as clients from time to time, they always say, I'm too old, I'm too ugly, and I, I don't know how to attract anybody. And I think that we have become lazy creators, So when we're looking to, you know, look for a relationship, look to be in a relationship with somebody, as women, we are just looking for something like tall, dark, handsome, looks like George Clooney, and um, maybe lives in, you know, down the road or in another country or whatever it is. We don't really go into the specifics of um, aligning who we are with this mate that we're looking for. Okay, so when you talk about aligning who we are, can you give our listeners and audience members an insight as to what you actually mean by that? Yes, most, most. So I'll give you an example. We'll call her for today, Claire. Client called Claire says that she wants to meet somebody who's tall, who lives in her area, who doesn't smoke and um, who loves rock music and going out on a Sunday. 
And then when she comes to see me, she says, actually, I like George and he lives in my complex or my apartment block. And I say, well, what is George like? And she says, well, he's short. Um, he's he's a, a bit of a hermit. Um, he's not fond of dogs. Um, he's not really an outgoing person. So you see there's the, the misalignment there. What we think we want is, is some, some kind of conditioned response that we read in novels or on dating sites. And what we really should be looking for is having seven, uh, perhaps seven or five at least, um, certain values that we want of the man that we want to consciously create, which means invite into our lives. So Does that help? Yes, definitely. So for the benefit of the audience, what what would be examples of those sorts of values? Well, uh, everybody I've spoken to says uh, when I go to the values, uh, they say, well, yes, he must be loving. Um, he must be, uh, he must go to the gym, but I'm not speaking about that. How about we start with, is he available? You know, does he have baggage? Does, is he connected to somebody else? Because then if he is, he's not available. Um, is he healthy? We never ask that. You know, how is his health? Because then you may be inviting somebody who has, um, and not through the fault of their own, but you, you, you'll be you know, part of this. Maybe they, they have some kind of health impediment. Is that what you really want? You, you know, are you willing to be the nurse? And then one that we hardly ever look at as women is, is he financially independent or stable? So does this person, um, and if you don't mind and you have finances, well, you could look after them, but does he have a job? Is he financially stable? Um, if he's retired, is he financially stable? So those three, I think, are very, very important. The available, financially independent and healthy for a start and then we would add in things like is he kind um is he funny mm -hmm. uh, it, you know because we don't want somebody that's got a long face and just gonna uh, smoke his pipe and sit and read his paper and i'm being i'm not being facetious i'm being serious because suddenly we you know they'll say to me but he he was fun on that day but now he's not well, we need to put that out there up front as a conscious decision. So we actually um, choosing the prince instead of just um, accepting whatever comes along because we feel like we, we are not um, able to be in a relationship of what you just said there, of an ideal mate of standing or what I call alignment with the energy that we are. If I'm this energetic, bold, 71-year-old, and I am, it's no use me attracting somebody that's quiet, doesn't want to go out, and um, doesn't say much because I want to communicate. I want to talk, mm -hmm. you know? So on my list, communication would be very high. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it is important to think about, you know, shared values and what it is in terms of not just being think and thinking that just because we are a woman of a certain age that any man will do, you know, it isn't going to be a 
mindset for long-term relationship if you're thinking well you know I just want a man any man will do just because I'm feeling lonely <laughs> um we we just want to get into the mindset that you know what we are worthy we are of high value we are this um sexy independent person and any man would be you know uh, absolutely really lucky to have us in his life you know and come from that energetic field of uh, mindset isn't it Yes, I, and I love how you, you you said that, and it reminds me, I read in a book once, and it said, stop kissing frogs. And uh, all that means is that if, you, if you're a princess, you're not going to be kissing a frog because he doesn't turn into a prince. So in today's world with, um, you know, online dating and, uh, and the internet, we have to be a little bit more um, careful. We also have to be a little bit more creative and 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 really say what it is we're looking for and there when we say there aren't any men out there that is such a lie because there are millions of women in the age group of 50 to 70 some at 80 are still dating and there, so there are men there are definitely men out there it's how we go about putting ourselves across and especially if we're looking at the dating industry, which I think last year, and I can be corrected, I think it was $2.1 billion was spent on dating sites. So, um, you know, signing up to dating site, paying your monthly fee. So there are people out there on dating sites looking to be introduced to people. And I think it's, it's more about... Um, because on a dating site, remember, the algorithm is choosing for you. So you'd better be precise in saying who you are, what you would like, and who you want to be connected to. And I think that's a, a big thing for women is to know this is who I am. I'm not just the retired um, you know, professional that's, that's not working anymore, whatever it is for you. Really look at what makes you tick. And I, I know you a little bit, Lynn, and I, I've, I've been on a few of your challenges, and I know you to be this very bubbly, bold, um, beautiful, expressive woman and not scared to, to say who you are and, and the message and contribution that you bring to others with the service that you do. So you'd be looking for a specific type of man uh, to um, – let me explain it this way. Um, to compliment you. Yeah, to match that, sort that? Of same sort yes. of level of energy. Exactly, yeah. yes. So that you're both on the same page. And you don't both have to be the same personality, but it's a complementary one. Mm. You are pretty fine as you are, and so am I. And we can live alone, but we don't have to. Why? Why? We weren't born to be alone, were we? No, no. But it's, it's, it's creating, you know... Um, I suppose a mind helping people create a mindset around knowing that they already are the recipe that's created a great cake of life for themselves. Uh, and, you know, any man that you attract is going to be the cherry on top, you know, so it's taking responsibility for your own happiness first, isn't it? And being comfortable yes. with that and seeing Abs single life has been preparation for attracting yes. that cherry. And, and that is, that's so absolutely true. You're just the cherry on top. And I think um, when we're looking for a new partner, if we become the energy of the partner we're looking for, and by that I mean 
if you're looking for somebody who's vibrant, who's healthy, who's kind, who's loving, who's energetic, who's available and who's financially independent, even in a small way, then you must be sure that that's what you are because that's how you will attract that kind of person. You will attract the values that you are. So if your highest value is travel, for instance, your top five values, your highest value is travel, don't find somebody whose value is not travel in the first top five values because you won't, it, won't, it won't fit. No. And um, the first time you say, honey, I'd like to go to California, he's going to say, no, I don't want to travel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially if they've got an aversion to flying or sailing. <laughs> exactly. So I also think women can do a values determination test and there's some very good ones and perhaps we can find a, you know, an easy one because your values also evolve as you, um, you know, as you do and as you, your age evolves, values evolve. So my top value used to be laughter. It still is, but it's moved down to position three. My top value is travel. So uh, even if it's just travel to to the city <laughs> to walk across a bridge and have a glass of champagne. So can you see that the, the values do come into it? Yes. Yeah, and like you say, they do chop and change over time as to what's your highest priority. Definitely. Exactly. Yes. And, and you know, in the 30s and the 40s, um, I know I was born in the 40s, late 40s, 49. And uh, in, in that era, everybody smoked, for instance. Everybody smoked. they just come out of the war. It was a time of making babies, smoking, dancing, having a few pints at the local pub and enjoying life. And that was what they wanted. Now, fast forward to where we are now, those values don't exist anymore. You know, people are survival this year is, is the top value for anybody, I think. <laughs> so, you know, it's survival and then comes uh, the other things. So if we look at the values just in a six-month period and we say, well, my values changed. In that relationship, my value is that. For this relationship, I, you know, it's changed a little and I need to look at that. Certainly true. And I think sometimes we can be a bit flexible. I can remember, you know, in a previous relationship, I was looking for a guy because I have this mindset that I'm going to live to a really long life span, you know, at least 120 I have in my head as a minimum age that I'll live. And I don't know why I've got that, but, it, you know, it's always been a strong belief that I'll, I will live to a ripe old age. And um, so I was, look, you know, I was looking for a guy that would be healthy in terms of being able to share that with me, <laughs> that journey towards that. And I, th I think that's such a very important statement. I too are, you know, 93 is minimum, 100, <laughs> you know, we want to go there. And the fact that you're looking for somebody that is healthy, is uh, important to you, and it should be. And even if you found um, a George Clooney lookalike and he wasn't healthy, it wouldn't it wouldn't benefit you to bring him into your life. No, but I suppose where I was leading this conversation was in a previous relationship. The the one the guy that I did attract had got um, binge drinking, alcohol issue. 
but I wasn't in a situation where I said, um, you know, this, this is something you have to quit. You know, in other words, I wasn't telling him what to do. But what I did say was what I just said to you in that I value health and I intend to live to a, a, a ripe old age and I'm looking for a guy that's going to match that. And within a couple of weeks, he quit. You know, after being uh, alcohol dependent and binge drinking most of his adult life, within literally a few weeks, he quit um, and, and stayed sober throughout our relationship. So, um, you know, that that was something that can um, change, you know, for somebody if they value your values enough. Yes, and I think what you were bringing there, and that's what I really love about what you said, is that, um, I, I mean, I'm sure our listeners will know because we, we, we talk to women who are, you know, coaches, consultants, professionals, um, even if they are moms, whatever they are, they are intelligent human beings. And also, we all went to school and did mathematics. And what you were saying there is a bit of quantum physics because we know everything is energy, the microwaves, energy, um, you know, space is energy. But what happened, and perhaps I'm, I'm assuming, not an assumption, I'm just giving my interesting point of view, is that the energy of health that you were, were very attractive to this person, so attractive to him that it was more important than his drinking. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it made me very emotional, actually, when he said that, you know, he took his last, we, we met on the 3rd of January on, on, on he, he quit on the 7th of February was when he quit. So literally within four weeks, you know, he, he had made that decision because I'd said what I wanted and, and I didn't dictate to him that he should quit. You know, I didn't tell him that if he wants me that he should quit the drink what I said was what I wanted and that's the way to communicate your values to somebody in the early days of a relationship um and they'll either you know meet that desire for you or or they or they won't and you'll you'll have to make a decision based on that whether that's acceptable to you or not I think you've you've touched on something very important there I, I, I do believe that boundaries in a relationship should be set right in the beginning because a relationship is a business. It's a business between two people, you know, in a relationship. And if it were just a business, we would have boundaries. We'd have boundaries with our staff. We'd have boundaries for ourselves, our, our finances, and how the business would be run. But when we go into a relationship, we usually so... Um, fixated on the um, the wonderful passion of this relationship that we seem to overlook the boundaries until about two years later. And mm -hmm. then we found that um, while we were in the, um, what I call in South Africa, it'd be the pick and pay, maybe for you it's Walmart or in the, in the UK it might be Woolworths or Marks and Spencers. We're sort of in the aisle in Marks and Spencers looking for love and somebody else is in the, the next aisle and they're looking for love and boom, there we found each other. <laughs> and, and, and isn't that lovely? But then we, we don't do um, due uh, process and look into this relationship and say, um, you know, I have a boundary and I can tell you what mine is. So my boundary is um, I, I need to tell you that for me, I need to be loved no matter what. 
So the minute you don't love me, I need to know. So I, I need honesty. I'm talking about brutal honesty. And the other boundary that I would have would be uh, for myself personally, um, would be about um, integrity. So you're cheating, best you come tell me and tell me quickly so we can sort it out. So there should be boundaries, you know, uh, um, and you can have your own, and I'm sure the women out there all should have a boundary. And a lot of boundaries should be me first. I look after myself. Yes. I love myself. And that is so important, and women forget that. They forget loving themselves. They think they're loving themselves, but what they do is 95% of the passion and the energy goes into um, creating a space for this partner of theirs, and they forget who they are. Yeah, guilty is charged. You know, I've certainly been there. I've done it, yes. So don't beat yourselves but, up, listeners, if you can relate to that. You know, um, we've all been guilty of that and it's not your fault you know it's just a case of we need to learn from this and know better next time isn't it yes and I think that's the beauty of it is that we we evolve as women women are very very resilient very determined um, very inspirational and very loving human beings and um, I think, well, I can talk just for myself as I've got, um, you know, reached in this ageless aging of 71, I care for myself much more. I'm more tolerant. I have more patience with myself. And I do make sure that just occasionally, once a week, I do, uh, for me, it's more than once a week, but it could be for anybody else, that I give myself that Jenny time that is just for me. And uh, I make sure that there's a lot of self-love. And we don't want to um, confuse self-love with self-care because, um, you know, giving yourself a pedicure and curling your hair is not self-love. Self-love is, is far more than that. It's expressing who you are by taking some time alone for yourself, you know, to take a walk in nature, to have a huge bubble bath, uh, to to read something you really want to do or to even travel you know to the next city by yourself and have a, a perfect day and when I say that to my clients they say but you can't have a perfect day when you're just by yourself but honestly it's the ultimate love experience a perfect day for yourself just yourself giving your time time out of the relationship so you can come back in after 12 hours or whatever it was just maybe a three-hour trip and um know that you did something for you and I think um, that's a huge part of finally finding the love of your life at, at any age is finding you first and then bringing uh, somebody into your life as a partner you know for a relationship but yeah but attracting that cherry on the top of your already fabulous Correct. Cake, as I call it uh, it's funny you should mention about self-love because I put, posted an inspirational quote on Facebook on my personal page today around that and it says um on the days that you find it hard to look in the mirror remember there is a myth which says the face you have in this life is the face of the person you love most in a past life and i know it's just a myth but imagine how much more love you would give to yourself if that myth was true i think that is absolutely magnificent 
I haven't seen the post yet, but I'm going to go and comment on it because what you just said, as you were saying that my skin was tingling, it so resonated because isn't that beautiful? It's yeah. just, it made me think, of course, you know, yes, hallelujah, yes. So beautiful, beautiful statement there. That's the gift of the day. Yeah. Oh, it's only recently, um, you know, come to, to my notice and I thought, you know what, I've got to post that. <laughs> it is. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. You should post it again. <laughs> I will. I'll post it regularly because I do feel that's, um, you know, a very strong statement that that just makes the point that we've been trying to make throughout this podcast around, you know, it starts with ourselves and, you know, giving us selves that love first and foremost before then being in a, a great vibrational energy state to then attract the best, you know, potential partner for ourselves. Yes, I... I um... I resonate with that as well because I, I believe that the only thing blocking you um, is the belief that you have that you need to be more than you are to attract a, a man that is in alignment with you. And it's when we take that block away or unclutter that block or untether that block that we, um, our attractive powers of creating the man of our dreams arrive. It's when we, we allow ourselves to be our, um, there's a part in a woman, an untouchable self, an untouchable part. And it always reminds me of a young, a young girl, you know, the, the innocent, free, um, vibrant spirit of, of the younger you. And when we allow that out at any age, that is, is a, a huge um, part of creating this energy that, that attracts somebody into our life. And it's not like we going out there and finding them. They arrive. They arrive, definitely. You know, we attract it. We don't need to chase it. We don't need to chase it at all. And Absolutely. You know, if you're in that great vibrational state, you, you'll, you'll naturally attract it. And you don't um, need to worry about, um, when we talk about finding love at a certain age, you need to worry about um, not finding a man that, uh, you know, of a, of a similar age or, or, or thinking that we'll only attract older men. All my boyfriends, I'd say, throughout my adult life, or, and including my ex-husband as well, were younger than me. <laughs> And I'm still attracted. Well, still there attracted. is some. There's a train of thought that goes like the following. I think it's more for men than women, but it could be for women as well. It was told to me by a man. And the man was 76, and he said he was told to cut his age in half, which would make him 30. I don't know what would it make him 34, something like that. No, not 34, but half his age, and then add um, 20. So the, the ladies he was looking for would be 50, not 76. And, um, well, that's just a personal thing. But if I had to catch my age in half plus 20, say a 50-year-old might be too young for me, but 60 upwards, you know, that would be totally okay for me, depending on who they are and, and, and what their personality, their traits. And obviously for me it would be um, that they were mature at uh, – 
<laughs> at that age. So young is good. What's the difference? Two people meet and it's fantastic. I watched a video online the other day. I thought it was a bit much though. I think he was 38 and she was nearly 100. You know, then, then sort of blurs the lines a little bit. Um, <laughs> and you wonder what's involved. But otherwise, uh, it's not about that. It's about uh, what is going to um, bring passion, vibrancy, aliveness to your life now. Mm, absolutely and and then relate to you know that to a partner so good for you for having younger boyfriends that's wonderful <laughs> well I, I always get upset when i see women saying oh i'm 50 and you know there's not going to oh, be anyone no. out there for me or if there are you know the, the only ones that are going to find me attractive are going to be in their 60s or 70s that's that's definitely not my been my experience at all you know and i know that doesn't have to be theirs that's the truth. It doesn't have to be theirs either. It's only if you adopt that sort of mindset uh, and end up focusing on that, that that will be your reality, isn't it? I think it would. Um, it's absolutely about your, your reality and what your reality was or your perceived reality of what you wanted 20 years ago has changed drastically to today. And in a year's time, after this craziness in the world has you know, settled down, our realities will change again. And I think our realities will bring in a lot of, um, because we've been in survival mode for this crazy time, all of us, um, maybe we'll be looking for um, laughter and joy and to celebrate life. And the partners that we be looking for will, you know, um, hopefully bring, and I know hope is a a hopeless strategy, so let's uh, recount that one. But we'll bring in partners into our lives that that um, will emulate that, a passion for life. Yes, I agree with that. You know, for me, my value has been more around, like you say, passion for life, um, having peace is a big one, and fun and laughter, you know, um, that that those are, are real good qualities that I'm looking for in a partner as well as doing my best to exude that within my own life as well. Yeah, well, um, you do exude it, so um, you better watch out <laughs> and see what's going to arrive soon. <laughs> Absolutely. So any, any other wise words of wisdom, Jenny, that you want to share before we wrap up around, you know, finding I love think, at any age? Um. What I think is, is uh, you know, what I could say is um, there is no age restriction in finding love. There is a, um, a change in your thinking because whatever you think, you will bring into your life. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission to tra trans transform the way people think about love. And um, the way I think about love and the way I think about how we create a, a prince to come into our life. And um, it's not by accident. It's by design. And if that, for me, it's just plain and simple. If you want to bring somebody into your life, write down your top five values. Have a look at what they are for you and then create from there. Don't be a lazy creator. Don't just take whatever's on the shelf because you don't do that in the supermarket. You're usually looking for price there or for, um, you know, what you really want. Uh, 
So when you go and look for chocolates, and, and don't start and don't always take the I don't know if they have them in England, but um, so the orange chocolate or the mint chocolate, you know, try something new, try and be different. And uh, by changing your thinking about how to create a new relationship with somebody, just by changing your thinking, everything will change. And I think that's, you know, that's really it for me. I couldn't agree more. Yes, I I subscribe to, you know, what you what you focus on, you attract. So if you're going to be focusing on, uh, you know, uh, things that create lack in your life, then that's what you'll experience more of. So it's like you say, all switching that mindset around to focusing on what you do want and then attracting that into your life. And experiencing yeah, more of that. I, I think, sorry, in closing, I just thought of something that may help the ladies out there. So when you're thinking about, so the thought is, well, I want to attract somebody into my life. Um, wh- what do I really want? Here's a tip for you. Before you do that, put your hand on your heart. Mm. Everybody knows where their heart is. Put your hand on your heart and then ask the question, what do I really want in a man? And you'll be surprised what answers come up for you because you'll be answering from a different space. It doesn't, it's, when your hand's on the heart, it's very hard for the mind to hijack and use the computer to answer you. There's no <laughs> algorithm when your hand's on your heart. So I think that's my tip for the day. Brilliant. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom, Jenny, and that final exercise is superb. So, and thank you for having me. <laughs> just leaves me to say uh, so much gratitude to you for uh, coming on to the podcast episode today, Jenny. It was wonderful to be here and I, I'm sure that we will catch up again some month in 2021 for the next episode. And I so appreciate you. Much love to you and thank you. You're very welcome. So what would be your best contact um, for our audience to be able to get in touch with you, Jenny, I'll, I'll make sure, obviously, as usual, we'll have all of it in our I, I think um, uh, it would be my Facebook page, the yeah. author page, my Facebook author page. We can use that one. I'll, I'll make sure that you have the link to that one because it's public. So anybody that wants it, and it's got a message button on, and they could find me there, J-E-N-N-Y-S-E-H-M-A-L, and my author page on Facebook. Brilliant. Okay, well, I'll, as I say, I'll, I'll share all that information. Thank you so much. In our show notes. So it just leaves me to say that if you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And thank you so much for listening in today. It's always very much appreciated and it means the world to me. So I'll just sign off by saying true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.